all you Thrivers. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to create a successful kickstart to the upcoming school year. Stay tuned. into that. For those of you who are joining me for the very first time, my name is Christy Richardson. I am the author and creator of Making Sense of Munchkin. As a special needs mom warrior, I help special needs parents just like you go from crazy to calm and from helpless to empowered. I believe that you can do more than just survive. I want you to be thriving. Now, like I said, we're going to be talking about how to create a successful kickstart to the upcoming school year. If you know someone who is very concerned about their child returning to school this year, let's take a second and tag or share this video with them right now. Great. Thanks for doing that. Now, let's get started and talk about how I think you can create a successful upcoming school year. The first one is that most schools are right now about four to six weeks outside of their start dates. Now is the time to start moving those sleep schedules. It's so easy to get so relaxed in the summertime that your child stays up late and sleeps in. Unfortunately, for most schools, that doesn't work out. And you don't want to be running around the last week or the last two weeks before school trying to get your child up. Trust me, you're setting yourself up for struggles getting out the door. You're going to set yourself up for an exhausted child. Um, and you're not going to have those new patterns reestablished um, for continuous success. So if they're sleeping in until 8, 9, or 10, now we want to start moving them little by little. I always suggest that you can shift those sleep times by 15 to 30 minutes, you know, each week, not each day, each week, um, giving yourself four weeks. You can move, you know, anywhere between an hour to two and a half hours if you need to um, in about a month's time. Also, you need to start going back and reinforcing a good bedtime. I know it's easy for your kids to stay up late because it's so light out, at 8.30 and 9 o'clock right now, but we need to start getting them back to going to bed at a reasonable hour um, so that they can, again, have that time. You wanna make sure that they're getting all that full length of sleep. The next thing I suggest you start working on is going ahead and organizing the space that they're gonna be using for learning or for homework. Now, if your child you know, doesn't have a designated space for learning or homework, now's the time to see if you can find a place. A lot of times it happens at the kitchen counter or at the dining room table. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. However, um, what I find is that there's just a significant number more of distractions that happen in those common spaces. So you know, if you're cooking dinner, and the little brother or the little sister is watching TV or playing a game, all of those are distractions. Um, if you can find a place within the common area that can be quiet and just for homework space, it's gonna make things easier for you and your child later. 
If they already have a, a designated space, now's the time to start going through the desk or whatever, that space, to make sure that you've cleaned out all old papers, you've gotten rid of old projects, um, you've gotten rid of old supplies that, that no longer are applicable, or they're not in the best condition, you can't really use them, um, and just clear out all of that old clutter that you don't need. You know, the next thing, once you've cleared all that clutter, is to get everything organized and labeled. I have found that by labeling everything, and I do mean everything practically, that it makes it easier for everyone to know where to go, for what, and when. You can't argue that something doesn't have a place to live because you've given it a place to live and you've named it. So it will help you in the long run ensure that everybody is on the same page, they know where to find supplies when they need it, and they know where to return supplies when they need it. Okay, next up, we're going to set up systems that are going to make getting out the door and completing daily work a breeze. For example, each child should have a place that their backpack is going to go and it's not on the floor. Um, I prefer a hook system so that each child has a hook for a backpack, for a lunch container, and for their coat. Okay. I also like to set up file pocket systems that are individually identified for each child or family member. Um, and those are fantastic so that they can put in documents and papers that need to be read and signed and or returned. Um, but homework comes out of the backpack and then when completed goes back to the backpack. That way there is nothing out on a desk or in a pocket waiting for something. It's always ready to go to school or from school. Okay. I'm also a huge fan of what I call a command center. And I think every home should have one. It is a huge bulletin board type area that has a calendar and it kind of outlines everything that kind of has to be accomplished on a weekly or monthly basis. Um, it puts in everybody's appointments. It puts up upcoming events we need to think about. It puts in reminders. It's the visual calendar that most of us carry around in our pocket. But it's important that if everybody can see it, then everybody stays on the same page. They know what's coming for dinner. They know what chores they're supposed to do. It's fantastic. The key to it is that it has to be maintained and it has to be in a place where everybody can see it on a daily basis. If it's hidden in your office or hiding in your phone, it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't work for anybody but you. And then you get frustrated because nobody's helping you and nobody knows what to do and you become the bottleneck of flow that your house can have. All right, so set up a command center. Last uh, but not least of one of my favorite techniques to make getting out of the door and bedtime and all those daily works um, a breeze is visual charts. I love, 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 love visual charts. We set up tons and tons and tons and tons of them in our house. Um, they work for all ages. I don't care if your child is two 
or if your teenager is 18 or if your husband is 33 or your significant other is 31, it doesn't matter. Visual charts help everyone and you can make them for any task that you need to be completed um, in your house. So you can use them for backpack checks. What goes in the backpack? What comes out of the backpack? What goes in your lunch bag? What comes out of your lunch bag? You can use them for morning routines, get up, brush your hair, brush your teeth, uh, put on your clothes, put your clothes in the hamper, whatever the case is. You can use them for homework routines. You come home, this is what you get out, this is where you go, this is what you do, this is what you do with it when you're done, and it goes back here and you complete. Okay, you can use it for bedtime routines. Again, put on your pajamas, read a book for 20 minutes, brush your teeth, whatever, you know, um, put your lotion on, take your medicine, whatever, whatever your child or family needs. The next one that we use it for is chores, chores, and chores. Um, everybody gets a, you know, assigned color and tasks get assigned uh, a certain color. So you can use them for, you know, sister unloads the dishwasher and um, your job is to take out the trash or whatever those chores and responsibilities are. are. The, the key, I think, to visual charts is using um, simplified pictures, um, easy step-by-step. -step. So yes, there is some written word there as well. And everything is color-coded. Okay, again, visual check. If I know that my tasks are in green, I go look at my green tasks and I know exactly what I need to do and I can block out the red, the pink, the blue, the whatever. So give everybody their own designated color. Again, just like what's in your phone, I don't know about you, but when I schedule appointments, I schedule them and I color code them based on whose appointment that it is so that I can visually see who I'm taking care of. Um, okay, the last thing that we're gonna talk about is using the right technology. Okay, for younger kids, this may not apply when they're at school, unless they have an IEP that allows for adaptive technologies. But if they come home and have access to electronic devices, or for any child that has an iPad or a computer, a tablet, or a cell phone, this is going to apply. Let's ensure that all of these devices are used for more than entertainment. I kind of laugh and I'm kind of fascinated right now about this generation using these devices predominantly for entertainment. You and I, when we grew up, shh, I'm not telling you how old I am, uh, used these devices for productivity. They were introduced to us as productivity time-saving devices. You know, you no longer had to write out an essay, you could type it into a Word document. Um, Blackberries were basically a glorified electronic calendar that you could use. And now, you know, kids typically use them to play games, watch YouTube videos, make YouTube videos, whatever they're, they're, they're kind of doing. But let's give them the productivity that these devices can provide. So set up reminders for your child, set up apps that will help them, you know, set up appointments on an ongoing basis in the family calendar and let them start taking control of those things. What we have found when we do this is that it removes power struggles, which is fantastic. Um, it also creates a learning experience. So they begin to learn these devices as productivity time savers. And 
We give them back that level of control so they build self-confidence and self-reliance, which is very, very important as they continue to grow up and move on and, and do those types of things. So using the right electronic devices to help be productive. So there you have it. Start implementing these tips today to help your child kickstart a successful upcoming school year. And if you have a great idea, I'd love for you to share it with me below. Now, until next time, I'm Christy Richardson. Keep on thriving. I hope you found this information helpful. And if so, I'd really appreciate it if you would give me a great big thumbs up. If you want more videos like this one, head on over to my YouTube channel where I cover a variety of topics to help you and your family do more than survive, you can be thriving.